Hey, it's Pastor Nick from Grace Over Church, and you are listening to Word for the Day. This episode was originally broadcast this morning at 7 a.m. on Facebook Live. If you'd like to catch Word for the Day live each weekday morning, make sure you like and follow Grace Over Church on Facebook so you never miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor John with today's Word. Good morning. I've got a uh, exciting word, but it's um, going to be a little interesting to talk through this morning. So let's let's go there. And first, let me say, I just want to encourage you: uh, if you have a, a request, if you have a prayer request that you would like to um, have us pray about, even type it in now. Um, at, at this point, no one can see it. But I would encourage you to type that prayer request in so I can pray with you as we close out this session. So if you have a need, let us know about it. But the word today is where. W-H-E-R-E. Where. Uh, that word is used 577 times in the New King James Version. And I know it's a word that it's very commonly used every day in our lives. Where's my pen? Where's the pencil? Where's that person? Where's my car keys? Where are my glasses? But this word is pretty powerful. As a matter of fact, when you when you really look at this word and study this word, and we're not doing a big word search this morning, but the word where simply means uh, what position are you in? What location are you in? Actually, it can even mean even to the point of where we are emotionally, what position we are in emotionally. How are we approaching life? Uh, where are you mentally? Where are you socially? So when we look at this word this morning, it's going to be pretty important because it's very uh, self, um, the observations are very self-directed. And I'm praying that the Holy Spirit will speak to you this morning. Let's look at Genesis chapter 3-9 and then Genesis chapter 4-9. Now to you, they may be very familiar passages, but let me just, let me just um, paint the picture very quickly. Adam and Eve have fallen. The fall has taken place. They realize their sin. They, they recognize their nakedness. And they, they start what we still continue today, the great cover-up. They sow fig leaves for themselves to cover their nakedness. And then the Bible says that they hear the voice of the Lord walking in the cool of the day. In other words, they had a relationship with God that he was present in their life every day. But listen to what the Word of God says in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. He says, The Lord came and called to Adam and said, where are you? Where are you? That's a simple question. Now, here's what I've always suggested whenever I've talked about this passage. Do you really think God did not know where Adam was? Uh, if God is omniscient, omnipresent, 
if God knows all, it sees all, and God understands, and God is always present, God knew exactly where Adam was. I really think a lot of the reason God was asking, where are you, Adam, is because he wanted to make sure Adam knew where he was. See, a lot of times when God speaks to us, it's not so we can enlighten him. He's trying to enlighten us. So this morning when we talk about the word where, it's really about asking ourselves just for a moment, where are you positionally? Where are you in relationship with God? Where are you in regards to your place or in regards to your standing? Where are you? And it goes on. I mean, when you really look this word up, it'll talk about what direction, because that word where is also used as a what. Or even as we use the words, how are you? Where are your feelings? That's what you're saying. When you say something to someone, how are you doing today? You're really saying, where are your feelings today? So what direction are you moving in today? What, what source are you relying on today? So when, when God asked Adam, where are you? He was simply saying, what direction did you decide to move in? What source did you start to rely on besides me, Adam? Where are you? But see, it goes a little bit deeper because it's not only just about you. If we fast forward, because we know God's judgment comes, they are expelled from the garden. <laughs> but then Adam and Eve have their first two sons, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel offer sacrifices to God. Cain brings his fruit. Cain brings his wonderful um, sacrifice to the Lord. And Abel brings his, a lamb. God is pleased with Abel's sacrifice. He's not pleased with Cain's sacrifice. And quite frankly, his countenance falls and he gets an attitude. And it's, it's odd that it happens in the same verse. I'm not trying to twist things there, but in, in Genesis chapter 4, verse 9, God approaches Cain, and the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? And his response is, Am I my brother's keeper? Am I supposed to know where he is? Am I supposed to know what his position is? Am I supposed to know his whereabouts? Am I supposed to know how he's feeling, how he's doing? Is that my response? And God's response is, what have you done? See, God knows. Do we know? Now, how does this apply to us today? Because I certainly don't want anyone you know we know we're cleansed by the blood of the lamb but where are you where is your relationship with god what position are you walking and let me just be brutally honest sometimes we can allow ourselves to do things and become a part of things and start walking in certain directions that we find ourselves defending where we are when all along god is saying where are you what are you relying on? What are you 
um, putting your stake in? What are you going to be doing with the resources that you have? Who do you think is going to supply that? Where are you in your life? But then he goes a step further. Because whether you have children, whether you go to work and you oversee individuals or you work under someone, whatever the circumstances are, he also says, where's your brother? I find it amazing that the greatest commandment, and even when Jesus is challenged in the New Testament, the lawyer comes to Jesus and says, what is the greatest commandment? Who is my neighbor? And Jesus asked him, what, what is the greatest commandment? What is the greatest thing you will ever do? And this gentleman quotes out of Deuteronomy. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's where and what you should be doing. Loving God in his presence with everything I've got. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then he says, and then love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus says, good, you got it. You got it right. You, you can hang everything in your life on those two things. Where you are and where your brother is. What does that mean? I need to live in a relationship with Jesus Christ where he is my source. He is my redeemer. He is my strength. He's the one I look to. Oh, come on, Pastor, you're making this way too simple. It really is that simple. I either believe and trust in him, or honestly, I don't. But then it goes a step further. Where's your brother? John, where's your spouse this morning? Where's Diane? Where's Diane emotionally? Where's Diane spiritually? Where are places in your life that I will either kill or build up? Where are places in that person at, at work? Maybe your children. Listen, we all have children. So murder has, a cross, has crossed our mind a few times in life. <laughs> okay, I need to edit that out at some point. That'll, that'll haunt us, right? When you understand that relationships are tough, you will understand why God said, love me first. Because when we love him first with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, now you can love your brother as yourself. Because he still asks us those same two questions today. Where are you? And where's your brother? I, I think it would be pretty incredible today if we left this session and went out into the day knowing exactly where we are in Christ. And you can have faith about where you are in Christ. Anyone in Christ is a new creation. The old is gone, the, the new has come. I am his child. You are his child. But more importantly, I can pour into the life of others. I can draw them closer because of the spirit and the Christ in me will draw them closer to him. I want to make sure that when I ask someone, how are you today? We don't have to try to recode everything and then explain it to them that will just bore them to tears on the other hand what if you really said to someone how are you and then listened they may tell you where they are emotionally they may tell you where they are spiritually they may tell you where they are in their feelings in their family situations because when they do they've opened a door for you to carry them where you are 
in Christ. So where are you? And where's your brother? I, I know some of you have typed in, and I, I just want to make sure that if you've typed in a prayer request, we pray for that this morning. <clears throat> let's, let's go to the Lord in prayer. If you've got... Um, if you've got a, a, a prayer request, I'm, I promise you God cares about where you are and what you're going through. He does. I don't care. I, I talk to students so many times. I, I teach some online courses. And um, it's amazing when I, when I either Zoom or we meet online. Um, we can almost, we had a class last night that went for an hour and a half. And here's why. It wasn't because of the great lecture. <laughs> it wasn't even about the great content. It was about when you start to listen and allow people to share where they are and you have an opportunity to speak into their lives about where you are, lives change by the power of the Holy Spirit. So I just encourage you, um, let God use you today. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, um, Lord, we just saw on the screen that some need a job. Lord, and I just lift up Lorraine right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, when we know where she is in a place of need, first of all, I already know you're right there with her. So Lord, we just come against any fear, any doubt, any frustration. Bless her today. Open a door in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, for other, there may be family issues. There may be issues that are, that are out of their control. Lord, they're not where they want to be positionally. They're not where they want to be relationally. But they can be where they need to be with you. So, Father, we draw closer to you as your Holy Spirit draws closer to us. But Lord, I also pray that you help us to hear and see the world around us. And when we speak to people today and say, how are you? How are things in your life? Where are the things in your life? Where is your mind? Where, where are the worries? And we let them speak. Lord, we pray that you speak through us. So Father, when you ask us this morning, where are we? we? We gladly say we are here in your presence. Where's our brother? Lord, whether it's our wife, our spouse, our children, our co-workers, our friends, Lord, whoever it may be, let us find them in your presence as your Holy Spirit draws us all together as family. Here's where we are, Lord, coming to you to start this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, I hope you have a great day. I will see you tomorrow, but share this with someone if you get a chance. Um, I know right now I have a face for radio. <laughs> um, hopefully, um, doctor says it'll be cleared up in about six or seven years. So just kidding, maybe a week or so. So please um, share this. I'm praying for you. Let's stay in contact. God bless you. Uh, 
The pandemic has done nothing but keep us still that we may hear God's voice more powerfully than ever. I love you. Have a great day. This podcast is a member of the Grace River Podcast Network. To listen to more of the podcasts in our network, head over to graceriverva.com slash media. We would love for you to join us in person or online on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. for our weekend worship experience. Our campus is located at 5045 Indian River Road in Virginia Beach, Virginia, or you can find us online at graceriverva.com. Grace River exists so that every generation can experience the transforming power of God in every area of their lives.